Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, bow now. Go ahead. Dim the lights. Light those candles. <laughs> Put on that Lionel Richie and get ready. Dancing on the ceiling. Oh, wait. No. And get ready for that auditory orgasm you're about to experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, uh, first thing down the pike is this is going to probably be our new release date now for these uh, weekly podcasts because Adam fucked it up for everyone. So, uh, yeah, Adam has a real life and a schedule. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> it's not even you. <laughs> no, my, my, my wife uh, now has a job. So I need to fit into that. She works overnight, so I need to fit into uh, that schedule so she doesn't murder me in my sleep. <laughs> Which doesn't mean that he's completely in the clear. It just means she'll have one oh, less no. reason to murder She very this. well could murder me no matter what. <laughs> if I go up missing. Yeah. Hey, if I do a podcast by myself saying that, yeah, um, Adam didn't come in today, so we're doing the show, that's most likely going to be a murder. Dead. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. But, uh, yeah, so now it looks like these shows are going to be released on a Wednesday, and then we're going to have our secondary podcast going to be released on Sunday. So, um, actually, this is kind of cool this way because we can kind of get – sometimes we get news that breaks over the weekend, and this actually would be kind of cool. It'll give us some time to not just get the breaking news but then get the facts behind it later. I noticed that because, like, so, we used to do it on Sunday. And um, I know Steve would have the show notes done like on Friday or so. I'd do them Sunday about an hour before the podcast. <laughs> oh, and 10 minutes a, before yeah, the podcast. There was two reasons for this. One, because I forgot. But also I noticed um, it, that was the only way I could get as current as possible. But even then I was kidding myself because it's fucking Sunday. What happened yesterday, the day before that? And so nothing. Yeah. You know, so you get in Friday's news. So I think it's kind of cool because uh, one of my stories here is, is like from today. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's actually current as shit. Yeah. So. And some of the things that we have in our in our um, in our random roundtable are from today. Today. Or today or yesterday, you know. So. Or at least over the fucking Sunday night or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. So we got some. It's going to be kind of cool in that aspect that we'll be able to touch on some of that. Be a little more current. Um, and uh, and it also gives us a better choice of stories to pick on. <laughs> you know, uh, but um, so first thing, and it's one of the benefits about about doing what, when we're doing it, the Star Wars cast was announced today. Oh, uh, I, I and it was cool too because it was just if you haven't seen it and if you haven't, what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, seriously, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, was released in a picture. And you know, picture was epic. It was such an epic way to say it. Was it was because it's it's a faraway shot of people sitting down talking to one another, and then you're just seeing who's there: J.J. Abrams, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Mark Hamill, um, and some of the new cast in there. So it's going to be pretty cool. Apparently, though, the cast hasn't been officially complete. There's one female role they're trying to they're trying to cast, but for the the majority of the film has been cast. And there's rumors going around right now that Harrison Ford's going to have a bigger role than originally anticipated. So we'll see. I mean, he has to make a good movie. <laughs> he hasn't made a good one in a while. Stop <laughs> that hatred bullshit. Name, Harrison Ford. It, name one in the re- last in the recent years that he's made that's good. You know what? I think I think with Harrison Ford, and I'll agree with you. Even recently, he hasn't made any good movies. But his movies in the past were so fucking good. I don't care. <laughs> He, he could make the shittiest movies until he dies, and I would be completely okay with it. It's like, go ahead. Get your paychecks. Enjoy your time. You know, relax. You you were fucking Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Who else? But he even made a bad Indiana Jones movie. No, he didn't make a bad Indiana Jones movie. He was in a bad Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> And honestly, that movie just felt like an Indiana Jones movie to me. Like, and that's not even a negative thing. It just, it felt like it was a movie that was written like an 80s movie, which doesn't work now. Yeah. Because everything's got to be fucking dark and gritty. <laughs> they, had to but, give, they have to give it to Nolan. <laughs> yeah. Nolan should do every movie from now on. <laughs> I know, right? You know? Nolan's going to do every single movie from The next SpongeBob movie. <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Phineas and Ferb, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> it might fit for Phineas and Ferb. I know, um, right? What other um, movies could he doll up? Oh, um, the end, The possibilities are fucking endless. They really are. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, oh, God, what would be what would be great to see? God, Punk, just reminded Punky me Brewster, that I'm... Punky Brewster. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, but the chick that played Punky Brewster is super hot. Oh, I know, I know. Um, I that just reminded me of how fucking excited I am for Interstellar. I don't even know what it's about. Nobody does. That's the just thing. That it's about space. Nolan can do that, and he's got McConaughey, so that gets the other. I like. I don't know what the hatred is. I love Matthew McConaughey. No, I'm. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I don't like him. No, I, I know. It just there's a huge hatred. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think for Matthew McConaughey. I, I think it's the movies he's in. Well, I, I think part of it's probably because it's probably part of Dazed and Confused because they always suspect it to be like, all right, all right, all right. You know, they yeah, expect come that on. Guy, but... There's plenty of fucking he's done some, actors that he's did silly-ass roles. He's done some bad roles. movies, but he's done some really good movies. If you want to see 
one of the movies that turned me around on Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey for me was one of those guys that I could kind of take or leave. Uh, but if you really want a movie that will turn you around on Matthew McConaughey, watch Mud. It's it's a slow movie. It's a dark movie, but it I haven't seen that one. Yet. It it turned me around on him, and the, the two little kids he has acting with them are amazing. So that movie turned me around on McConaughey, and it made, it's like what Twenty One Jump Street did for Channing Tatum for me. It totally turned my opinion around. I've on even him. I even liked um some of the romantic comedies he did. You know, like, like what was that? How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days or something, or Twenty oh, Days right. or something. It was an all right little movie, you know. You gotta like it for what it is, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of people now are so jaded. Oh yeah. Everything has to be fucking Oscar level. Some of those Oscar movies sucked. Oh and yeah. I fucking um, and and I know that people are gonna are gonna think I'm a fucking retard for this, but the um, No Country for Old Men. I don't think that was a good movie. It was. Just, it was a it, weird it, movie. It was a. It's not movie. even that it was weird. It just I felt the pacing was just fucked up and that the dude with the air canister was not threatening at all i would punch that dick in the face like i don't understand why i'd punch him in the face with my dick what is the situation every time he killed somebody with the air thing he slowly brings it to their head you deserve to die because you're a fucking retard don't let him put it on your damn head yeah kick him in the nuts (laughs) oh man i don't know we're not gonna get into that movie yeah i'm just like it's funny it's funny Maybe my tastes are off, but people like they'll be just this movie was amazing. I'm like, eh, it was alright. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I've I've done that too. And I, I think a lot of it a lot of times it comes from just overhype and just yeah. And why you know Galaxy Quest didn't win an Oscar. And that's a that, fucking shame. That's a great movie. Galaxy Quest I'll watch that anytime it's on. Fucking Sam Rockwell, dude. That's rock. I don't even have a last name. <laughs> you have a last name, guy. Do I? Do I? Let's, oh, my God. Let's get out of here before they kill guy. <laughs> and if you're a Star Trek fan, you absolutely oh, hits, have to lo- love that movie. It hits all the fucking stereotypes. It's, it's amazing. But what was Why the- are we even talking about Galaxy? I That's- have no idea, but it's an awesome movie. Why why shouldn't we talk about Galaxy <laughs> Quest is really the Word? reason. <laughs> but the thing is, is that it, it, if, if you know the story behind it, it's cool because it was written as a movie for the cr- the cast of Star Trek. Like, it was written as that. But of course, nobody wanted to do it, and Paramount didn't want to do it, and so it just ended up becoming Galaxy Quest. That's why the that's why it touches so much on Star Trek, you know. That movie's so great. <laughs> oh man, Alan Rickman, it's just oh, you just see him as the, just that role he detests, but he does it because it brings him money. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to pay that light bill. <laughs> At the damn conventions, <laughs> it's funny because there's always, there's always an actor that's kind of like that oh, with yeah. Star Trek and Star Wars. Like they're over it already. Yeah, they they're typecasted and they hate it. They just don't want to be in it anymore. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, but speaking of cons, uh, if you remember the the show last week, I did it before I went to WonderCon. So uh, went to WonderCon. Uh, it's a really, really cool experience. If you, it's not as crowded as Comic Con, and you can just see it by walking the floor. It's about maybe half the size of Comic Con, 
but uh, the cool thing about it is that it's it's really it's also really cool because it's really heavily cosplay. Like they outside of the convention center, they have this like this quad area, and it's got this fountain and stuff, and all the cosplayers hang out there. So you can get a, yeah, you can get a lot of of good pictures there. But it's cool because of the fact that um, it was just it was a lot of fun. You walked in there, and everybody was cool. Everybody was laid back. Um, I mean, for me, the highlight was seeing a dad who was dressed up as Thor and his kid who was dressed up as Captain America. And, you know, the kid had the shield and the hat and the face mask and the, the suit that had the muscles kind of, in you know, sewn into it. And uh, the dad was talking to this girl and, and, and me. And we were he's like going, he goes, yeah, the only bad thing about dressing up is this is because he's how to go to the bathroom because <laughs> it's like really hard to get out of this stuff to go to the bathroom he goes and plus he gets so hot and the kid goes i'm not hot like a boss <laughs> yeah, he's like i'm not hot i've been waiting all year to dress up like this <laughs> fuck you i'm not hot yeah but i'm perfectly I, fine <laughs> uh saw the nerdist panel while i was there which was actually really really cool um seeing chris hardwick and um he talking about how he wants their nerd rage to end already <laughs> like uh, he's just like stop saying shit's gonna suck before you even see it and uh, you know and there was another one that I thought was pretty awesome was he goes he was talking about spoilers and he goes yeah he goes he was doing this show and he was doing a Nerdist podcast and he was talking about the Godfather and somebody in the comments said you should have said spoilers when you're talking about the this scene in the Godfather he goes you know what he goes there should be a time limit of like three weeks like if you're watching yeah. Walking Dead and you haven't seen it in like three weeks, that's your fault. That's I, the truth. I should not hold my thing. He I goes, think with the and he goes with the Godfather, you've had a lifetime to look at this movie. <laughs> I think three three weeks is good for a television show, and I think a month after it comes out on DVD for a movie. Eh, I even think sometimes a month after the movie comes out, he goes. But the, here's the thing. Here's the one thing that he brought up that I thought was a good point. He goes, just because you know something's going to happen doesn't take you out of the experience. Oh, not at all. Not he at goes, all. So he goes, so he technically doesn't really see where the spoiler issue is going to come into play. First of all, most of these movies, you can figure it's going to happen before it happens anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's a paint-by-numbers yeah. anyway as you go. But, but uh, yeah, but I got a lot of cool shit if you signed on to uh, – if, you if you're on the uh, Lazy Geeks Instagram – Got to see some of my, some of my haul. Uh, got a bunch of Doctor Who stuff, uh, Doctor Who Legos, all eleven Doctors. Um, got uh, <laughs> I got the uh, the uh, ice trays of R two and the uh, Carbonite Han Solo, and this ice cube Death Star. It's a silicone gel. You put it together. You fill it up eighty percent of water. Freeze it take the silicone off and you have a death star ice cube Ooh! oh i yeah. think i've seen a picture of that yeah i was like oh that's fucking bomb ass dude i'm getting that plus i got lion action figure and the um the emmett brown emmett brown dude <laughs> how'd you get emmett brown dude but yeah if you go to, if you're on our lazy geeks uh instagram you'll see some of that haul some pretty cool stuff on there uh but um yeah, so what are you doing over there? 
I'm fucking. Actually, I hit up. I clicked. I was looking for our Instagram, and I accidentally clicked on the Twitter, and I noticed <laughs> a. Uh, I noticed a setup that we retweeted, from a dude named Sven. Fucking sick, dude. Which one? It's, it's kind of a small TV, but he's got like every. Oh yeah, yeah. His setup, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of game consoles, big rack over here. See, my 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 entertainment setups would be so boring because I don't have DVDs, Blu-rays, or I have very little game. game like I'm all digital. <laughs> Even then, yeah. I had old consoles, so someone stole them. But that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm I'm uh, checking out the. Let me pull this up. The beta of Firefox. So Firefox, and this has been in the news too. Firefox has been overhauling their uh, their interface finally, <laughs> making it look a little bit more modern. So tw I think what was it? Version twenty nine came out today. Yeah. Um, now Firefox isn't like some software where I'm on Linux, so it's Firefox is the official web browser of most Linux distributions. So when they come out with something new for Linux, it's the same day it came out for Windows and Mac. But I'm using um, 30.0 A2 of Firefox Aurora. It's beta, and it's fucking sick, dude. It's super quick. Um, it's it's a little slicker looking. And I've, it's kind of nice for me. Well, one, they fixed the sync. So the way Firefox sync worked was horrendous back in the day. Like, you had to put in weird codes and all types of stupid shit. It wasn't easy like Google Chrome where you just log in and it's there. But they're they're getting it to more, be more like that. Um, but, yeah, the whole interface is just slicker. And um, I don't know. I haven't checked out the one for mobile yet. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about switching if something's better. But actually on... Uh, the reason I get excited about this is more on a Linux term too, because Firefox is, is a completely open source um, pro program, um, and they're very uppity about that. They're one of the companies that are like, everything should be open source. Um, so it works f fantastically well for Linux, like formatting-wise and stuff like that. So whenever they come out with something new, I got to check it out. Because currently I'm using Google Chrome, but Chrome kind of messes up. Their whole integrated Flash thing it's not it doesn't work very well in linux like it crashes a lot and, and plays games and firefox just has the normal fucking flash thing so it, it works out i mean i don't like flash as much as the next guy i love html5 but no one has really made a real push for it yet so you're kind of stuck with flash it's <sighs> christ <laughs> but yeah I mean, it's not that exciting i'm just using firefox beta and it's it's sick i'm excited when it officially releases um, and then I think it was last podcast one of the podcasts it might have been the tech one where I, I talked about I made a home server out of a computer I ran it are you, are you I think enjoying it, I, I think it was the uh, the tech one I'm just hearing rappers opening like we're just yeah I'm just getting a condom ready for the show <laughs> you need protection around here <laughs> um, that's an odd sounding you use it a trash bag like a well, because it's the only one that fits. Pretty much. So <laughs> it's some girth we're talking about. <laughs> some dollar, some dollar tree, fucking <laughs> trash bags. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it was a tech podcast. So um, I, I was using that as a test machine, um, which I still am, but I'm also using it. I'm creating a Minecraft server for my children because um, they want to. They see me playing Minecraft online. And they play Minecraft a lot. 
on the Xbox, but I don't want them playing online. Because, one, they're too young for that shit. And two, I don't need them crying when somebody destroys their house because they're just a dick. Yeah. Or they want me to fix it. What do you want me to do? You know? Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm learning as I go, but it's not that complicated. I basically downloaded the um, Minecraft server from the Minecraft site. Um, got the server up and running with a randomly generated world, and then I was like, yeah. I went to planetminecraft.com, downloaded a map that has this already built, like, kingdom and, and some towns on the side and, and some cool stuff like that, and I, I converted that to the the uh, server, so that's the server map. And that's already up, but I'm messing with plugins um, for the server right now so I can protect certain things so they don't accidentally fucking blow up the town. <laughs> and it just looks like a wasteland. Um, so, doing that. Yeah, it's real cool. They keep asking me. So I was stupid, and I told them what I was doing. It's a trick with kids. Is don't tell them until it's done. Right. Or they won't leave you alone. Exactly. Oh, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Yeah. You're, you're so, not doing shit. Do it. Fix it. Finish it. <laughs> exactly. I was playing Minecraft, just relaxing. Why aren't you working on the server? What the fuck? I didn't even know this kid was there. Creeping <laughs> up on me. You know? Yeah. But ultimately, I'll have that as the main area. The main server. And then you can... You can have portals to different server maps. Um, I'll have one for very, one for various different kinds of games that you can play on Minecraft. Um, so they're really excited about it. I'm having fun. Um, looking to get a few more computers in the house, simple computers, just so they can all play at the same time. Yeah. I don't pay for electricity, so fuck it. I'll put five computers in the house. I don't really care. Like, yeah, I need to put in a, I need to put in a AC, another AC unit. Why? Oh, the server room's getting a little hot in the closet. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that because I was thinking about, um, I'm probably gonna get like two additional computers, uh, from a buddy of mine, and then I'm gonna have, um, I have one in the closet, so I'd be a total of three computers, and then I, I mean, they can, one of them if they want, if there's the, the fourth one wants to play at the same time. They can hop onto the. Uh, I can put a monitor on the server. They just play on that, or my computer, I guess. Um, and then um, I want to put those three computers in the playroom. Cause the playroom is pretty empty. I mean, there's an old beat-up chair in there. TV's mounted on the wall, and then just <laughs> empty space. So I can I can easily get very simple like tables. Throw them in there, but I'm thinking about heat. Yeah. You know, because you're running three computers, big TV, so. I'm thinking about getting, they're gonna be losing weight quick. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about getting like a windowed AC unit, mm. throwing it in there, just keep it cool. Okay. Yeah. That, that, as somebody goes ahead and you know goes ahead and turns on the toaster, that the whole block goes out. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's actually gonna be kind of interesting. Well, actually, that doesn't really happen here that much because our uh, in Arizona and the Valley, the most places are new for one. Mm. This place was built in the last ten years. And then also we have a lot of electrical storms, so our all of our electric stuff is underground. Oh, nice. So it's like heavily insulated and stuff like that. Um, and also, you know, the heat would melt the fucking. Right. Uh, but I'm excited about it because I, it's you know it's a slow process. It's some money that's involved, of course, you know. Right. But um, I'll definitely put some pictures up when I get it all set up, of cool. like all these computers and just silly shit, you yeah. know. Alrighty, well, 
think we dicked around enough on that shit. So, uh... <laughs> that was real serious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it was. Wish you were at my level. <laughs> <laughs> I got no time for that fucking noise. I got uh, time. I was too busy napping. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think it's time we head into some news. So, uh, in uh, TV news... One of the things that saddens me that saddened me when I was watching the final episodes of series three of Sherlock is that it's going to be a long time before we get another season again. People complain that the seasons are only three episodes long, but they're 90 minutes a pop. So you're basically getting six episodes a season. However, we may not have to wait as long if what Martin Freeman said to, is true. Uh, and why wouldn't it be? He's Bilbo Baggins for crying out loud. Uh, during an appearance at a UK show, Chatty Man host Alan Carr asked Freeman when we can expect to see the new episode or series of Sherlock. Uh, quote, Mark Gaddis beat me, well, be, may beat me up, but if there, if there is an idea for a one-off special, that's such a good idea. And as I was listening to it, I thought we've got to do this, Freeman said. And I don't know when we're going to be able to do it, unfortunately. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, real mouth-watering ideas and a really don't know when we're going to be able to get to do it. Uh, it seems that the schedule for everyone involved is getting a bit tight on time. While many people are focused on Benedict Cumberbatch and Freeman as the main reasons for the delay, Stephen Moffat is busy at work for much of the year on his other high-profile series, Doctor Who. Uh, Cult Box noted that last week it was rumored that they would work on a new season later this year, but that has fallen away. Uh, the other major downside to Moffat's other series, Cumberbatch's busy movie career, is that Freeman is working on the new FX series Fargo. So we'll have to wait and see when the stars will align to to make a series four happen. And it's weird because I was watching a trailer with uh, Mark, uh, with Freeman in there and in uh, Fargo. So it's a little weird seeing him talk with an American accent. Yeah, it's. Every episode's like a fucking movie anyway. Well, yeah, so because... I, I think the one-shot one idea is good. Yeah, I think so. And the cool thing about that, too, is that otherwise, if they made it six episodes, it would be basically... You'd feel cheated, like it was too short. Or they would cut it in half to make it for an hour to make it two episodes. So, I mean, I'd rather get the whole story in a, in a longer block than not enough for six episodes. Yeah. Know, or what have you. Moving right along to the next story. There we go. Now I have it open. <laughs> uh, it clo I closed it by accident. <laughs> so this is one of those moments where the universe seems to not like you. Personally. You no, this is – I'm sorry. I read that wrong. This is one of those moments where the universe seems to not like me very much. Yeah. Um, I recently started watching The Late Late Show, and it's honestly the only one of its type that I actually like. Now it's changing. Wonderful. <laughs> I was a little bitter that I was a little bitter when I wrote this. Um, enough about me, though. Craig Ferguson announced on his Monday episode that he will be departing the show in December, saying CBS and and I are not getting divorced. We are consciously uncoupling. <laughs> Taking a little jab at uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's self-absorbed ass, um, he continues. Uh, we will still, we will still spend holidays together and share custody of fake horse and robot skeleton, both of whom we love very much. <laughs> Typical of him to to not be very serious. <laughs> um, so the Vulture reports Ferguson's contract was due to expire in June. 
However, a six-month extension was signed, so Ferguson could give a proper send-off. CBS plans to have a replacement by early 2015, so the show isn't going to end, it seems. It will be interesting to see who takes over the show. The Late Late Show has the benefit of being on a little later than other shows, so it's actually funny. Keep an ear out this year for the big announcement. Um, yeah, Letterman is not funny. Yeah. Is this, this show comes on right after Letterman, and, and I respect Letterman. You know, he really changed the game and stuff like that, but he's just not funny. Like, I don't know who thinks he's funny. Yeah, he's a little... Well, it's like the same people that thought that Leno was hilarious still. I think it's older, like older people. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. There, there's a there's a, a demographic for everybody. Yeah, but you got to remember those the older people that are, watch, that are watching Letterman are the ones that went to sleep after their early bird special, woke up in the middle of the night to take a leak, and, oh, hey, Letterman's on, yeah. you know. That wasn't, I don't know. That wasn't uh, ageism at all, was it? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't at all. But see, you can tell that the Late Late Show is for a younger crowd, especially with the time slot. Yeah. Because the younger – and when I say younger, I mean like 40 and below. I'm not talking about 15-year-olds. Right. They're just up later. Yeah. A lot of yeah. college students. Yeah, because yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're cramming or they just got in from their binge drinking or whatever. You know, or drug-induced, you know, party-fueled night. So, somebody's uh, having a lot more fun than us. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but uh, yeah. Start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me. To be honest, I hate leaving the house. My my wife my wife is like, come on, uh, come restore me. Uh, but I'm like here at my desk. Why do I have to leave? And I'll go outside and squint really bad because I haven't been outside in a while. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh my uh, god. All right. Well, um going off into uh tech news. I mean, gaming news, sorry. Uh this really is just kind of a uh follow-up to a story I did a couple of weeks back about um Naughty Dog announcing uh their uh content for the grounded dlc for the last of us this at that time that i wrote that i wrote the story on reddit a couple weeks ago um they didn't have a release date well over the weekend they actually announced the release date for it um and on friday april 25th they announced that the grounded bundle would be released the week of may 5th so it's next week then north america will see it on tuesday may 6th while europe will see it roll out on wednesday may 7th and if you didn't pick up the pass, you'll have to pay the season pass. You'll have to pay four four ninety nine for the DLC. Bitch, <laughs> motherfucker. Naughty dog. I love how DLCs now are announced like games. Yeah. Like with just as much hype and and all that. That's cool. That's good yeah. for the industry. You know. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. No, no, it's true. It's. It's good because DLC usually, excuse me, is the one that falls by the wayside. Yeah. You know. So. We're kind. We're kind of not being very cohesive with the talking right now. I've noticed. We're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's, what, it's whatever. Let's pump it up, man. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. All right. All right. Jesus, you're gonna learn today. <laughs> All right, so what do you? What can I get for you, Mister Tibbs? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we're gonna tap for the shit. 
Blizzard has decided Uncle to grace. Ruck has no relation. <laughs> Blizzard has decided to grace yet another BlizzCon <laughs> on the masses this year with BlizzCon 2014. Oh, and has yeah. It <laughs> has announced the fucking douchebag just all over the place. It has announced the dates and ticket ticket availability. BlizzCon 2014 will take place on November 7th through 8th, so 7th and 8th, at the Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, California. Um, quote, what, what, quote, what, quote. What, what date? November 7th through oh. 8th. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I was, yeah, I was couldn't remember if it was October or November. Oh, November 7th and 8th. Bitch. <laughs> Blizz, Blizz, okay, so this is a quote. BlizzCon is always the biggest highlight of the year for us. CEO and co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment, Mike Morheim said. Isn't that uh, kind he, of weird that it's their only highlight of the year? It's like the only thing they do in the year. I, is, guess. I think they're just so used to wowing everyone that they're like, you know what I mean? Like it must be, it must be lonely at the top, really. Yeah. Because think about it, everything fucking Blizzard does. It's just golden. Yeah. Like they could come out with like, we have a shit simulator and everybody uh, would buy it. That, that's exactly what I was thinking too. It's like we're teaching you how to shit, and the more you shit, the more life points you get. Everyone oh my god! <laughs> skeet skeet skeet! I didn't know that for years I was shitting the wrong way. <laughs> Blizzard showed me the way. <laughs> <laughs> so he continues with Hearthstone and Reaper of Souls recently launched and Heroes of the Storm and Warlords of Draenor, uh, Draenor uh, gearing up for beta 2014 is already shaping up to be an epic year for Blizzard gamers tickets so this is no more quotes damn it <laughs> tickets will be available two different times this go around uh, the first chance to grab a ticket will be on May 7th while the second chance will fall on May 10th Tickets will cost you uh, $199 US. With tickets to the BlizzCon benefit dinner, however, which includes include BlizzCon tickets and the price, will run you $750 US. God damn. Um, I know. Well, the benefit dinner goes to like charities and stuff like that. Fuck that. So if you got the cash <laughs> and you want to make it rain, then go ahead. But fuck them uh, poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to buy. I can't buy Blizzard games because I've went to the damn benefit dinner. <laughs> On the street. Well, this banner hold me over. <laughs> Blizzard will have quite a lot to talk about this year at this year's BlizzCon with the rise of Hearthstone, the free-to-play card battling game. Not only that, but the upcoming World of Warcraft expansion, Warlords of Draenor, and the upcoming Don't Call It a MOBA, Heroes of the Storm as well. It's a damn MOBA, but they don't want us to... It's, it's not a MOBA. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a fucking MOBA. It's not a MOBA um, until we say it is. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Uh, no details yet if Blizzard will feature live stream uh, tickets uh, like last time, but we'll keep you posted. And that live stream thing was kind of cool. Like you could buy these like cheaper tickets, and then it was like a pay per view thing. But honestly, you could just you know read the news stories. Yeah. And then you Cause... you didn't really have to do it, but it's cool for diehard fans who can't make it out to Anaheim or don't have two hundred dollars. And tickets for airfare and hotel and yeah. Well, yeah, there's that, and then the money, the 100 bucks you need to get into Disneyland, which is right across the street. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're it's... going there, you're going to Disneyland. I don't give a fuck who you are. Honestly, most of the people going to BlizzCon probably live in California. <laughs> yeah, true. So you just drive there, you know, and go home to go to sleep. Dude, like, yeah, yeah if you go, if you actually Google. Uh, it tells you it's going to take you about an hour, but literally both times I went to Anaheim 
this last week and a half, it took like about 45 minutes to get there to and from. Yeah. So it's not very far. All right, moving on into comic book news. If you're a frequent user of Comixology, then you may have noticed you needed to update the app this weekend. Uh, only weeks after Amazon acquired Comixology, it seems that we are noticing the changes between Amazon and the normal business model of uh, Comixology. While the updated app didn't change all too much for uh, Android and Kindle users, it seems the biggest impact will be for people using the iOS, their iOS device. This is a huge market, which is a, still a huge market share. Bleeding Cool first broke the news about iOS users are no longer able to purchase comics through the app. Now, we, if, we've never been a fan of Apple's methodology in regards to app purchases. A while back, Apple changed their TOS that prevents apps from sending people out of the App Store to purchase any sort of content. All purchases need to be done in the App Store, and Apple would get 30%, a 30% cut of the sales. Bullshit. Yeah. Since then, we, meaning us at the Lazy Geeks, wondered how long it would take before someone tried to rebuff Apple and their policies. Well, naturally, it would be Amazon. Amazon has decided to prevent iOS users from purchasing comics on their app. Instead, they need to add the comics to a wish list, then go to the website to purchase the comics, thus skipping Apple altogether. Uh, you'll be able to sync your account with the new app, which is solely a comic reader, and you can still download free comics to your device directly in the app. But this isn't new for Amazon, as they have done the same thing with their Kindle app. You can purchase content through the Kindle device and sync it with the Kindle app via Google Play or the App Store. The Android app now allows you to purchase your uh, now allows you to purchase through the Comixology rather than through Google Play. This prevents them from having to pay their Google their cut. As a way of making it easier on the customer, they handed out $5 gift certificates which have been, uh, when you update your account. From what people have been saying, it doesn't seem like, it, um, like enough for the hassle. Early Sunday morning, the app got, uh, for Comixology received a one star. This will impact them in a huge way. While there is there was no discussion about the change, not to mention spark um, to spark it on a Saturday, will force people to think about their purchases. In one of the comments I read, this could impact impulse purchases. As an eye-opening fact for me, who uses Comixology app on the Kindle, many of the purchases I make through the app are impulse buys. If I am forced them, if I have to be forced to put them in a shopping cart like iTunes. I have time to think about it and slim down the list. This may save them money in the short term, but it isn't ex an ex uh, as exclusive as Kindle books, which are only available on one platform. We'll have to see how people revolt this move. I think it's bull. That thirty percent thing is so fucking so much bullshit, though. Yeah. Like, it it doesn't make any sense to me. You're not. Apple had nothing to do with the content. But just because they're on an Apple device, they have to pay 30%. No. Yeah. And 30% is steep. Oh, yeah. That is steep. And it's the same thing, though. Like, Google does the same thing. Like, there's a percentage. But, you know, it's like, yeah, 30% is a bit high for something that you have nothing on there. But at the same time, Comixology is kind of biting yourself in the foot because, especially with comics, you go into a comic store, everything you buy is an impulse buy. There are a few people that go in there the, uh, and and that's what they do that's where they go to you know to uh to buy a comic but sometimes when you're looking and i know for myself and this is just using it through the kindle app sometimes i'll just buy because like oh that's cool but if i have to put it in a wish list and then go back in there half the time i may even forget it mm -hmm. you know so yeah. i don't know 
It's it's a fucked up whole situation. I mean, but you, we all know that Amazon doesn't really get along with anybody. Amazon it just comes out with their own shit now. Like yeah. they're so big, they're like, oh, I don't like how these dudes are handling our mobile apps. Well, fuck it, we'll come out with a <laughs> the Kindle. <laughs> Jesus, I know. I know. And then they're coming out with a phone too. Yeah. Now, so it's like. So they're 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 starting to say like, hey, you know, we don't have to do, we don't have to do it your way. Yeah. Fuck this noise. <laughs> this Burger King up in this bitch, I'm having my way. <laughs> By the way, can I have the saddest fries with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, those actually don't taste bad. No, they they're, gave, actually, they, they're they, actually pretty good. They gave them to me one time by accident. Oh, yeah. And the chick was like, oh, uh, I'll switch them out. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Potato's a potato. I don't care. I'm Irish. You know, it's not going to bother me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> This is a potato. I don't care. But yeah, so, they're actually pretty good. I love crinkle fries anyway, though. Yeah. And Burger King fries are the best fucking fries out of all fast food places. And that's not an opinion. It's a fucking fact. Fuck you, McDonald's. No. McDonald's don't even taste like fries. They just taste like McDonald's fries. No. McDonald's fries taste like heaven. McDonald's fries taste like fucking cardiac arrest. There's too much salt. To be honest with you, they put a little too much salt on the McDonald's fries. There's not if I shake the salt off, it's pretty good. Oh, go eat. But your see, I don't, I don't, I don't put, uh, I don't put salt on anything. I don't put salt on like my vegetables or my food or anything like that. I remember I went over to Steve's house and I ate over there, and he, he's trying to give me the salt. I'm like, I don't need that. He's like, what? <laughs> how, how dare you not put salt on this food? Flip a table in this bitch. I know. It's like you know, I just. I don't need it. I, I don't know. I've always been like that. You're, de you're deluding yourself. <laughs> if you see me, if I go over to your spot and I eat some food and I put salt on it, that's because you fucked up. <laughs> Something's wrong with your food. <laughs> <sighs> I made some food tonight, actually. I made a fettuccine Alfredo. With corn cut beef? <laughs> no, dick. I cut the, cut the chicken up myself, fried that up with some uh, garlic and um pepper salt and uh smoked paprika motherfucker then mm. i cut some uh beef sausage in that motherfucker too and some tomatoes cooked that in there and some broccoli that shit was delicious <laughs> anyway any place any place moving right along so 2014 happens to be the 75th anniversary of the first appearance of the Dark Knight in Detective Comics number 27. Uh, yes, there were 27 issues, or 26 issues at least, of Detective Comics that didn't have Batman in them, because it's pretty much his book now. Yeah. Um, DC Comics has already celebrated this with the supersized Detective Comics volume 2 number 27 um, back in January, but it seems like that wasn't all that was planned. DC has decided to make July 23rd Batman Day to honor the hero. On this day at your local comic book store, you'll be treated with a special edition Detective Comics number 27, featuring a modern version of the original The Case of the Chemical Syndicate story. The retelling will feature art from Chip Kidd and, um, and writing from Brad Melsner and Brian Hitch. You'll also be able to grab four different masks, each representing a different era of Batman, designed by artist Ryan Souk. By the way, the issue and the masks are going to be free for everyone. Not only can you get the comic, but 
the comic and the mask, but DC has decided to really throw a party with stuff you can get. Tons of Batman-centric graphic novels as well as a few new collectibles will be available. I can only assume these are not going to be free, too. Let's <laughs> you know, not, not get crazy, you know. Yeah, no um, DC was also clever to time this event with the release of a few comics as well, with Grayson number one and Robin Rises um, Omega number one coming out on the same day. Uh, you know, Batman Universe trying to get that shit out there because those two books don't sound like they're going to last. Um, the comic will be available as a free download on DC's official site as well as Comixology and I, I guess unless you're on iOS I don't know how that works um, oh I'm sorry Apple's iBook store as well <laughs> and a few and a few others um, if you can't make it to the shop or don't have one in your area anymore um, while some say that Batman has become overdone in a lot of ways it's it's still nice to celebrate the history of one of the most famous heroes in comic book history history of in comic book history 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 okay um yeah it's cool batman day i'm all for it especially like a modern it. a modern retelling and redrawing of that original story is dope that's gonna be cool yeah when's that Bat- what was batman day again uh it is oh crap july 23rd okay july 23rd of 2004 well july 23rd forever <laughs> i think it's just for this year but yeah mark it on your calendars Batman Day. Any get to walk around and talk like this all day. Swear to me. <laughs> you didn't give the controller to somebody. You're not going to give me. I'm going to go into a comic book store and I'm going to very quietly say, uh, where are the where are the Batman Day comics? But I'm going to say it real quiet and mumble. And where are the what? And I'm going to go, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just gonna go. Or, <laughs> where are the Batman comes? You didn't give him to one person. You already have control of it. <laughs> <laughs> Holding him by the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I want the masks too. And then and then the <laughs> the clerk the clerk gets all into it. Well, that's the point. You have a choice. The masks are over there. The or books can... are over there. You but can... you only have time to get one. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god, I would get so into that entire situation. Dude. Or yeah, you go up and they go, where's the, you know, where's the book? They go, what? You hit him in the head, and then they, he, it'd be awesome if you hit the guy in the head, and he comes back up, ne- never hit somebody in the head, it always clouds up the memory. I would stay with it too, even yeah. when people go, okay Adam, that's enough. No! <laughs> it's never enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then you'll you'll be in the back like uh, like uh, um, Gordon. He, he's under control. He has it under control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I put a chair on the door, the exit to the thing. Oh Jesus! Oh, that would be the stupidest thing to ever watch. It would be so dumb. But yet everyone would still watch it. That's oh the, no one that... would leave. It'd be like a train wreck. Like... It's like this is stupid. Yeah, but I can't take my eyes off of it. Stop. <laughs> looking <laughs> it's like that Kardashian sex tape I can't stop watching it <laughs> very well produced by the way I just throw, <laughs> yeah, throw that out there right yeah. <laughs> Ray J's a professional yeah exactly <laughs> my camera's got 38 megapixels <laughs> we're going so off track I know right <laughs> alright let's 
wheel it back into technology news and talking about someone that goes well, well off track. Uh, Microsoft has been making some interesting news <laughs> in recent weeks. <laughs> they need Do they Ray even J. know where the train station is? Yeah. That's the question. They need Ray J up in that bitch. That's what they need. <laughs> While many people have been clamoring against the whole Windows XP support cancellation, one item that fell through the crack um, fell through was Microsoft telling customers that they, if they don't upgrade to Windows 8.1 Update One, their old Windows 8.1 OS will not will no longer be supportive. However, that was the uh, there was a discovery over the weekend that is far more serious. A newly discovered flaw affected most almost every version of Internet Explorer, which leaves a significant portion of the world's web browsers vulnerable to attack. Microsoft announced in its unusual Saturday post that the flaw being called Zero Day by the security company FireEye claims that it affects more than 56% of the world's browsers currently in use. Quote, the vulnerability may corrupt memory in a way that could allow an attacker to execute arbitrary code in a context of the user's the current user within Microsoft without within blah, within Internet Explorer Microsoft alert reads what does that mean in English it means that some guy can run software on your computer without you even knowing it the phrase arbitrary code which means he can run any software he chooses there's nothing you can do um, you can do at this as of this writing but protect yourself against it except just don't run Internet Explorer. It probably has something to do with Internet Explorer already has elevated um, privileges within Windows. Yeah. So if he's running it from, if someone's running it from IE, yeah, it's easier to circumvent the hey, do you want to run this bullshit if you're running it out of IE? Right, because it's actually integrated. So yeah, it's going to naturally. It is the that. operating system. Yeah. <laughs> so according to Recode, they claim that it affects Internet Explorer six through eleven. And 11 is the most current IE browser so out there. So all of them. So all of them, yeah. yeah. If you're using before 6, you have bit worse problems. <laughs> yeah. Zero day. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If, you're, if you're running Internet Explorer 5, uh, it's probably you're probably still using dial-up, so you really don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft claims that they've only seen limited attacks exploiting the vulnerability. FireEye says that most attacks are targeting IE 9 through 11. Microsoft claims that IE 10 and 11 come with an enhanced protection mode, which protects users from uh, attacking exploits, exploiting the vulnerability. However, they're investigating the matter and will release an update when it is complete. The best thing you can do to protect yourself is, number one, not click on any links that comes from your friends that look suspicious, especially if you're using IE. Two, switch to another browser. So far, there is no word of it affecting other browsers like Firefox, Chrome, or Safari. Uh, uh, we will update this article when more information becomes available. Always, I've always had a saying when it comes to Internet Explorer, and Steve knows this well. You should only use Internet Explorer for two things. That's downloading <laughs> another browser or downloading Linux. Yeah. That's I, it. Yeah, because it, it's... They were saying that there's something in... Uh, I think it was something in Java scripting, of course. It's always Java. Um, that uh, gets... That, you, that, ex, that exploits the vulnerability. Uh, now some are saying that it could be flashed. They, I don't think they really know, but there. But uh, it, the company, the the security firm, noticed it. Went to Microsoft, and then Microsoft basically said, "Yeah, oh shit, yeah." yeah. So so if you're running Internet, if you're running Vista all the way through, when uh, Windows 8, yeah, don't use IE. I never use IE. I every time I get even with a new computer. I open it up once to download either Chrome or Firefox, 
and I'm done. But yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just not worth it. Yeah. It, the problem is, is that there's two problems with IE. One, Microsoft is sloppy about their code. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. E even if it's a product that I like, they're sloppy with their code. And then two, it's too widely used, so everybody attacks it, and Microsoft seems to not care. Enhance security, my fucking balls. Enhance security. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, get out of here with that. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. So moving on to a better operating system. <laughs> That's a segue. Yeah, there you go. Well, I feel the overwhelming outcry about Microsoft pulling the plug on Windows XP is a bit silly. I understand that it's a big deal for a lot of people in corporations. People in corporations that should have moved on from the aging OS a few years ago, of course, but that's a topic for another day. The search for a replacement to XP is on, and Canonical says they have the answer. That's kind of an epic little first paragraph. You know, a little proud of that. And it had some drama. And Adam, and Adam doesn't have a lot of those. No, I usually have a, hey, <laughs> this happened. Yeah, so this shit came up. You know, <laughs> a simple guy. Um... <laughs> Canonical is the developer of the Ubuntu operating system, a free distribution of Linux, and one of the most popular. Um, the current version released, 14.04, is an LTS, uh, which stands for long-term support. Canonical promises five years of ongoing... I think it's three years, though. I can't remember. It's three or five years of ongoing support for the OS, as well as the option to easily upgrade to what whatever the latest version is at the end of support. So... Moving quote, quote, quote time. The 14.04 LTS release offers a solid intuitive experience, which is easy to manage. Canonical CEO Jane Silber said in a statement, it is a viable and affordable alternative for those organizations considering a switch from Microsoft and specifically those replacing XP or Windows 7 as they come to the end of life. Uh, Canonical also points out that Ubuntu is optimized for all sorts of different computers, ranging from laptops to touchscreen devices. Quoting again, this means users can make the most out of the newest hardware on the market. That that's I think they're just adding some shit to it. Okay, you know, I mean <laughs> Windows 8 can say that too. Right. Maybe right. not in a in a in a as grandiose you know way, but you know now you're just stretching. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you, you had us at hello. You don't have to add in anything. Um, you don't just get the operating system either with a solid collection of blah, blah, blah. This is just me kind of going on about Linux now, which of I course. tend to do. Yeah. All right, uh, so you can't, <laughs> you can't blame Canonical for seizing an opportunity here. With the combination of Windows XP support ending, combination of Windows XP support ended, and the overwhelming dislike for Windows 8, <laughs> companies and home users are looking uh, to alternatives to Microsoft altogether. Um, I could personally recommend Ubuntu 14.04 uh, as it's my daily driver. So, there are a lot of benefits of switching. One, if you're in Windows XP, um, you shouldn't be using Windows XP. And I've, I've wrote an article explaining some options to move away from that. And then Ubuntu, is, is, it's a good choice. It's solid. I've been using it. And it's, it's fun. Too. Like if you're if you have any curiosity about computers and you've been using Windows for a long time, it's fun because it's something different. You know, it's exciting. I guess <laughs> for me, I'm kind of a dork though, but um, kind of. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm really a dork. 
but I don't know. It, it's it's um, I think I think that from a marketing standpoint, I was waiting for them to come out and say something because their their biggest thing and a lot of Linux distributions they don't really push if they push at all, but they don't really push against Microsoft. They're just like, this is us. Do what you will, you know. But Canonical's like number one goal is either it's ease of use and fuck Microsoft. Like they, that's their num their two number one things. Like they they want everyone to know that they're as easy to use as Microsoft. They're more accessible, um, more secure. Everything Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft. It's always versus Microsoft, which makes sense. You know they don't give a fuck about Macs. Nobody gives a fuck about Mac. Why right. compete against such a small, you know, a small group? Yeah, they have a Mac version, but hmm. I don't know. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else to say. <laughs> All right. Um, well, normally at this point of the show, we would have what we call a hashtag this bitch story. But, this uh, bitch. But this, this week, uh, this story broke over the weekend. Um, and uh, we haven't touched on it on the site, which actually we will. Actually, by the time this podcast airs, we probably would have already touched on it. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this article from The Nerdist uh, and uh, – you, you guys have been seeing shit like this all over the internet right now. Mm. Unless you're Adam, who thinks it's still, like, you know, rumor and speculation. Yeah, okay, so real quick. <laughs> this dick. He, he hits me up. I'm surprised you didn't do a Justice League story. And I go, why? Why would I? Now, I, can, I completely missed the article. And if I saw it, I probably dismissed it. Because I'm kind of just like, it's all bullshit. It's been all bullshit and rumors about the Justice League movie, so I kind of got used to ignoring it. So he's going on about this and that, and I'm like, well, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't see it. And he's like... No, first was... you were like, we talked about this already. Oh, yeah, yeah, I go, well, <laughs> I already talked about this. And then I read the article that I wrote, and I'm like, well, it was like a throwaway line, you know? And then he said some other bullshit. And then um, I go, well, I wasn't on the computer that much today, so I probably missed it. And he's like, well, I came on Sunday, but it's all whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't care. I'm like, the truth came out. Like, I'm like, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> like, it's all, it's all bullshit anyway. But, um, go on. <laughs> Anyways. Dick. Uh, this past weekend, the news finally, uh, the news was finally made official that the Justice League would be the follow-up to uh, Batman vs. Superman, and it would be directed by Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman director Zack Snyder. This drove fans online into overdrive. Some people were very pleased the news was finally official, while other, uh, while a great many others out there were groaning that Warner Brothers is approaching this all wrong, and that they need to do uh, to do things the way Marvel, uh, Marvel Studios way, or it's just not right. In other words, Wonder Woman needs a solo movie, followed by The Flash, possibly a Green Lantern reboot, and then all the team uh, team up in the Justice League movie. After all, this is how Marvel did it, to tremendous success with the Avengers. But Warner Brothers and DC aren't Marvel Studios, and they won't ever be. I'm going to break it down just uh, for you, this, uh, just why. First off, Marvel Studios is that... Uh, is just that, a studio dedicated to making only Marvel films. Warner Brothers has no equivalent. There's no DC Studios, which I think there should be. I think there should be a sole DC Studios. Yeah. Uh, DC is merely a company they own, which happens to be several have several viable IPs. Yes, they will... Uh, 
they would be smart to exploit their DC properties, but there is no uh, rule saying that they have to exploit them the exact same way Marvel did. According to everything we've seen, they're approaching Superman versus Batman and now Justice League, and it looks like they're going to start now. Um, uh, let's go down a little further here. Um, it, this article goes into some of the whole reasons why, but uh, another thing too is that, uh, uh, here it was, um, uh, da -da 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 -da. if Marvel sees the relatively low budget anime movies movies not featuring Batman, Superman, and the Justice League is too much to risk, what makes you think that um, they'll take a different approach with the live action counterparts when way, way more money is uh, is at stake? In short, it doesn't look like they're, go um, they're going to expect WB Warner Brothers to treat the DC superhero uh, universe as one movie property, just like Harry Potter was one movie series. Man of Steel was merely DCU movie number one, with Superman and Batman versus Batman and the Justice League being parts two and three of this franchise. Um, now, there is a there was a story coming out of the um, Wall Street Journal that they're going to make that there's plans to make nine more DC movie properties, but there was no real um, what do you call it uh, indicator of what the movies will be. Some are speculating that Fables could be one. 100 Bullets, Sandman, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt's attached to the Sandman series. Mm -hmm. um, possibly, ne then we could probably see maybe a Wonder Woman solo film or something like that. But the films are supposed to be coming out in 2018, and they're supposed to film Justice League right after the Batman vs. Superman, which um, is cool in that aspect. Um, here, Oh, here's the... Uh, according to the details provided by... Uh, Greg Silverman, president of the worldwide production of the Warner Brothers. There is a script for the film in active development, and Zack Snyder has been brought into, on to direct. No release date has been officially set, though the report does state the earliest year for release will be 2018. The date is also influenced by the ongoing rumors that Superman, Batman, and the Untitled Justice League film will shoot back-to-back -back starting next month with, Superman versus, uh, with Batman vs. Superman. Uh, Sue Kroll, president of Worldwide Marketing of the Studios, also said the prospects of Wonder Woman being on Slate for an upcoming film of the Justice League, there, um, that is our hope with the right script that could be viable. The world is uh, ready for her. So, um, I don't know what the big deal is with a Wonder Woman movie. I don't know. They, like, just, it... they just seem to think that nobody's going to take her seriously. And, and I don't agree with that. She's like one of the most serious on the team. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I Made don't a know. Green Lantern movie. Yeah, and apparently Green Lantern was more of a viable option than a Wonder Woman movie. Fuck, Wonder I Woman's a fucking badass. I would have fucking... If, if you're going to go Green Lantern, I would have gone Aquaman before uh, Green Lantern. I'm sorry. That's cold-blooded. It is, but it's true. It is, but it's the fucking truth. <laughs> <laughs> All serious. Yeah, I know. It's like, I know, Sick but... Shit. I know. Fuck this shit. No, but... So... One of the big things that a lot of people were complaining about was the fact that Zack Snyder is going to direct that one too. What's the problem with that? I think people, too many people are, I think for some people, uh, well, some people just hate Zack Snyder. But then also the fact that some, a lot of people didn't like Man of Steel. Um, I didn't mind Man of Steel. I actually kind of enjoyed that movie. I thought Henry Cavill was a good Superman um, and then I think Henry Cavill's the one who sold it. 
Yeah. Like, I think Henry Cavill was real good choice casting wise. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought I liked the I I liked the way they did it. Um, you know, but you know what? I think it brought some depth to Superman. It it gave him some. It gave him some. You know. Uh, I guess you would say modern modern dilemma because it's like look people are here and, and it, I thought it was good because of the fact that they did the whole concept of you know these people are here are going to kill or want to kill me yeah. but then they're going to kill all of these people here if I don't turn myself in what am I going to do it's a moral dilemma for him and you got to remember here's a guy who didn't really you know his dad wanted him his earth dad wanted him to stay secret because people will be after him, which was true then you had his, um Jarrell telling him you know you're here to make these people better to give them a, a guiding light kind of thing so yeah. it's like you know it's 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 a moral dilemma it, it really built him up but um i i think some people and and this is one of the things i like about um marvel what marvel did is they didn't dedicate it all to one director like when they did a justice like when they did the avengers they gave it to joss whedon who understood comics understood the basis understood the characters enough to you know because if you think about it with the avengers when they announced joss whedon was going to direct the avengers there was very little criticism about that a yeah lot, that's a, true a lot of people were like oh cool because you know they knew he wrote for x-men you know the comic book series you know he had the buffy series he's had a lot of the firefly you know he's had that following so everybody goes oh he'll get it and and so you know and that that's and then of course you had captain america who had one director and then they had the brothers directing in the last movie and that was better than the first one so i think because with Zack snyder i think it's kind of like it would be the same thing i would have the same problem if nolan was doing all of it because when you when you have one director doing the whole thing he's he's doing a michael bay yeah, yeah. That's that's what my problem is, is that he becomes one sole voice and it's all going to look the same. Um, I, I think that's me. But you, tell them why you are you don't give a fuck, because we talked about this before. It's You know what? I'm a huge DC fan. I want to see Justice League movie. I always wanted a Justice League movie. And I think that's part of it, is that I've wanted a Justice League movie ever since the Avengers came out or Iron Man came out, like way back in the day. And um, it's just been rumors and negativity and bullshit. And now it's coming out in 2018. I just don't I, – I can't bring myself to care as much until some really cool news came out. I did I – did, um, I was a little excited with the recent news of um, Cyborg being cast right. in the Batman Superman movie. I was like, good. You know, we get some more characters in there. Put them all in there. Fuck it. It'll be the unofficial Justice League movie, you know. Right. I, and I've always loved Cyborg. I think he's a great character. So I'm excited about that, and I'm excited they got like a stage actor doing it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Stage actors always just bring something different to the. They do to because the they bring they bring depth because they go for the character. They know the character to have to do. Look at Peter Weller with RoboCop, dude. Yeah. Fucking beast mode right there. Straight to fuck up. Yeah. You know. Or uh, Cumberpatch with Khan, dude. Yeah. Goes without saying. <laughs> uh, but I say it anyway. Uh, <laughs> so it's um, I I am excited. I know I am. I'm excited. <laughs> but I just 
I don't know. It, it's just, it's always been so much bullshit. And that was the thing too about why I didn't write a storybook because when I I probably did see it and just waved it off, like whatever. Right. You know, because I'm just uh, sometimes the hype machine breaks, like it just breaks down. Yeah. And that's that's where it is with the DC movies right now. First of all, not only that, there's this big looming cloud called the Marvel movie universe right. that it's just constantly making DC look like shit. Unless we're an animated, because DC always wins with animated movies. I don't care who you are. That's true. But it's um, I don't know, man. Like they need to step it up. Yeah. Do something, and they're doing it. You know what I mean? But I just haven't seen it. It's not happening forever. Right. So. Well, like I, I said something to Adam uh, earlier, and I think one of the problems is is to to get excited about it, we've kind of been let down by DC, yeah. or, or better yet, to say Warner Brothers, because we had a Green Lantern movie which could have been awesome and it wasn't. You know the and you know everybody can sit there and say, oh fuck you, the the Batman movies. That's one franchise, and that was done because fucking Christopher Nolan had carte blanche to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, and then uh, because if you take the super, if you take, and that's the one thing that always bugs me about the the DC movie fans are like going, "Fuck you, Nolan! Nolan's the best Batman." Yeah, that's one fucking character. If you look at the Marvel movies, you have the Avengers, the new Captain America, Iron, the Iron Man series alone. Yeah, the Nolan movies were never meant to be part of the universe. integrated into anything. It, it's like Gotham City is the only city yeah. on the planet. It's Planet Gotham, really. You know, so it's it's um. I always hated that too. Like, oh well, Nolan. They should have took the Nolan universe. Like, ugh, shut up. <laughs> Nolan universe is great, but it is what it is. You know, it was never meant to be anything more than what it is. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. Just he he never wanted to be part of anything bigger. This was his deal. It was his three movies, and that was it. Um, I mean, and the their the news is that he's not even involved in anything beyond Man of Steel and so you know it's just it's going to be kind of weird like I'm I'm interested in seeing it I'm looking forward to seeing it I want to see what it looks like but I'm not going to be yeah because I think the real the, the the trick of this hinges on Batman versus Superman yeah. I think the whole thing with Justice League, while everybody wants to see a Justice League movie, I think fans, the whole the whole thing with the fans is going to hinge on the next movie. Because if Superman versus Batman sucks major balls, people will go see Justice League, but they're going to just like, ugh, go to go see how bad they did. It's like something that's like, going, I don't, I know it's going to suck, but I really don't want to see, I, but I have to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a different reason that everybody went to go see the Avengers. So yeah, overall excitement, right? Why right. Went to see. It just sucks. Like it's. I think that DC needs to just accept that they're going to be second string with the live action movies, right. and just do their own thing. Like just don't even worry about even if it looks like they're copying or it doesn't look like they're. Who gives a fuck? Just do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. just do the best you possibly can. Yeah. And I don't think they have to pres- to subscribe to Marvel's way of doing things. It's just Marvel was successful with it. But the- here's the thing, too, is that you got to remember Marvel Studios is Marvel. And Marvel is looking at it through a story ways. Regardless of what you thought about the Mandarin from Iron Man 3, I loved that move. 
the what they did with that, you know, yeah. and, and and stuff like that. You may not like it, but that's how they do it, you know. No, it. And I've always said about fan. The the, the problem with fanboyism is that you always figure out how it's going to look in your head and no one will ever do it that way so you're always going to be pissed off yeah but uh but yeah i mean i i should be like i'm i'm like i'm excited that like going okay it's finally going to happen but at the same time i'm kind of like i'm really because i'm kind of worried with the next movie so i, I think know. i i think you brought up a good point i never really thought of it that way but being that it's marvel studios versus warner brothers making dc movies right because i think that's why you don't see the dc movies being or in the past being cohesive at all yeah because it's just warner brothers making movies off of the dc stuff that they own yeah you know so they're not thinking about it like marvel thinks about it yeah so i think that's a really good point and and they need to kind of get on the ball with that yeah. Like well, make a DC Studios or something. Yeah, because I mean, if you think of it now, and, and Marvel is making it such a cohesive universe, Agents of Shield is part of that. If you're watching the Agents of Shield storyline, everything is falling in after Captain America, Winter Soldier. Well, even then, even then, you have DC coming out with that Gotham show, but then it's not. It's not. It's not going to be connected to anything. It's not going to be connected to the CW shows of like arrow and flash even though flash and arrow are hooked up together and you got suicide squad in there but yeah exactly gotham isn't going to be hooked up to that at all um they have these little pocket universes everywhere exactly and and also the um and it just came out today or yesterday all like daredevil and all those shows that are coming out on netflix part of the cinematic universe hmm so they're all going to be integrated into that universe that we have right now so and that to me that's fucking ballsy yeah, you know, it's just like everything we put out is gonna fit somewhere in our universe, and that's awesome. I think for fans of of Marvel, and I think that's what D- I think that's what irritates. That's why people. That's why DC fans hate so much on Marvel because Marvel's getting it right. Yeah, they're putting it all together. Yeah, even our TV shows fall into the cinematic universe. The ones that we throw out on Netflix are gonna fall into the cinematic universe because they all coexist. So there could be the whole mix and match and I think that's what pisses off DC fans because they're like DC fans yeah DC DC has great characters but when you have a bad editorial system that can't put them in the right area you know it's just going to piss you off I agree yeah so go ahead I wish I didn't agree but I agree yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so um we have uh, we do have a site comment this week. So I'll let you do it since it's your since it's your story. Okay, so on the Atari uh, ET cartridges found in the uh, New Mexico landfill, Jessica said, "Do you know if the games are still playable?" Now, at first, I read this, and I was like, "What a stupid question!" Like they've been sitting in the damn landfill, <laughs> you know. But then I thought about it a little more, and I think Jessica had a little bit more clarity of mind than I did. These are Atari cartridges. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They probably all still work. They're like the old Nintendo cartridges. I know, right? You just blow into them. That's when they made shit that works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the, you... that shit. That shit's gonna work. I bet you. I bet you could plug it into an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It would go. I mean, now the, the question real... is to find a Twenty Six Hundred that still works. <laughs> the real thing is, is if you dissect the question a little further, do you know if the games are still playable? Was ET ever playable? <laughs> Because that that is the main reason they're in the landfill. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
I know. It's like, were they playable, meaning physically, or was the game actually playable? Like, could Metaphorically? Because you... <laughs> you played E.T., right? Yep. I found it... Um, I'm a big... It's it's so fucking dorky, but I'm I'm a big uh, fan of video game history. Like you can ask Steve sometimes. I'll go, did you know? And I'll go into this long-winded story about some bullshit. And I've been doing a lot lately because uh, the Atari thing. Everyone's like, what the fuck is this shit? And I go into the whole video game crash and and stuff like that. And then they fall asleep. So. Um, and then he jerks off on a mother's sleep. Yeah. So since. E.T. wasn't the reason the video game cried, but it's kind of the poster child of why, yeah. you know, and, and um, I found it important that I need to play the game because I'm too young to remember when it came out. I wasn't born. I was born a couple years afterwards. So that's no excuse. <laughs> I, know. I downloaded I downloaded a ROM of it. I didn't think Atari would mind that I stole it. So I downloaded a ROM. They're probably and... on the Internet going, people are downloading this shit. What the fuck? I play. I told myself I'm gonna play this for an hour, no matter what. I don't care what happens. I'm playing it for an hour. I did. I played it for exactly 60 minutes. It is a horrid fucking game. Not only is it the game, and and you have to you know take it with a grain of salt. It's a Atari game, so I'm not, I wasn't expecting an amazing experience, but something fun. You know, you can have fun with without hardcore graphics, and um. It wasn't fun at all. The, war, the major, <laughs> the major problem is sloppy code, and and the, famously, the game was made in six weeks. It was rushed right. by one man who coded it, because um, I think it was one. It was like one or two guys, because they, you know, they wanted to put it out when the movie came out. Same reason most video game movies suck now, because yeah. they're always rushing them. Um, or video game, yeah, vid- yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So yes, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible fucking game, and it's definitely a great example <laughs> of what the big problem was with the Atari and why people almost stopped buying video game consoles until Nintendo came along. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, I guess that pretty much does it for us. Uh, just to let you guys know, we're five podcasts away from the big one five zero, a hundred and fifty. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? We're fifty more away from two hundred. <laughs> and why? Because that's just a, a solid round number. Bitches. Uh, yeah. Um, so be sure to rate us on iTunes or on the website, thelazygeeks.com. Leave us a comment because uh, we don't know. You know, because if you don't leave us a comment, we don't know how we're doing unless you tell us, you know, and we kind of yeah. like that. You know, we want some feedback. We want to, you know, if you guys think we need more of this or more of that or Adam needs to do it with his shirt off for whatever reason you think hey, it's sexier. I'll do it. You know, he'll do it. He's a whore. He will. I you really know. don't care. <laughs> so just let us know. Go to iTunes, the Lazy Geeks Network, and then just go ahead and leave us a comment there. Uh, go ahead and do that or just hit us up on the website but uh, that's it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast on our new day and time so remember we're thinking so you don't have to so until uh, next time a peace out everybody